Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hey there, welcome to the We Miss Marty podcast, a podcast about Frazier. As always, I'm here with Laura Kessel. Laura, how's it going? Good, good. Um, okay. you, threw me out, you threw me off because what was Seinfeld's first name? We were just talking about the um, pilot of Seinfeld. What, was it Kessler? Yeah. Yeah, so I felt weird because we just we were literally talking about that 30 seconds ago. And I'm like, hey, it's Laura Kessel. I almost called you yeah. Kessler, like the original Kramer. <laughs> yeah, and just a preview. So you're like, why are you talking about this? Uh, we are debuting a new podcast, um, the uh, Seinfeld podcast. We're going to go episode by episode through a season. You'll see Laura in a bunch of episodes. We're going to try to get some other guests, too. Uh, should be fun. So we're taping that tonight. That should be out later this week. But let's get to the episode of him. Uh, Frazier, this week we're talking about you can't tell a crook by his co- by his cover? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Making sure I said the <laughs> yeah. episode name right. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was a good episode. Let's just start kind of getting into some of the agree about the episode. Have, did you ever take your parents, your mom and or dad, to work? Uh, because that, that was the first thing I wrote down. Yes. Um, so my dad never came to my work, ever. Okay. Um, and my mom, I think, came into the place where we used to work together in Willoughby. Yeah. I think, I think she was there once. Okay. But I, it, it made like no impression that, you know, anything happened while she was there. But I do remember that my sister-in-law, um, my brother's wife, um, brought my nieces in. And they were mm. so happy because um, I had their pictures on my desk. So oh, okay. <laughs> they were very happy. Yeah, it, it was interesting because the episode starts with Fraser brings his dad to work, um, and it was kind—it of, was funny. Um, he couldn't touch a certain button, and you know when yeah. Mario's like, "Hey, what is that?" You know, Fraser freaked out and everything. I don't know. I had my parents. Well, my parents came to the office a couple different times at work, but thinking about when Laura and I worked together, they came once. They must have either been in the area or maybe they came up to visit and I worked a shift before being off. So they mm. came by to say hi. I don't know, it was awkward. I mean, I, I guess it may have feel good. I mean, really, I don't think it posed a problem with anybody. It was just kind of awkward as an adult. I mean, maybe it would have been more meaningful for me personally if it was like my first job ever. Like, you know, yeah. I was a bag boy. You know, maybe you know, I would bag their groceries or something. I mean, yeah. here you're more of, you're not embarrassed. But you're more like, hey, I'm a pro. 
I got this covered. We got to figure it out. I, I remember, uh, I think um, Lynn Gilbert, uh, a former boss of ours, and I, I hope he's doing okay. Huh? I think, uh, he's, yeah, he's a, he's okay. Okay. <laughs> I I remember, I, I think I still follow him on Twitter. He was very active on Twitter. I saw him every day, and I'm not sure if I see him recently. Maybe I'm not looking in the right place, but I, I don't know. It, it kind of stopped me short because I felt really bad if you know Laura's like, oh, he's he's not with us anymore or something. But no, I no, it was funny because Glenn Gilbert, our boss at the time, was either walking or walking out. My parents came in. I introduced them. I think Glenn was nice about it, but took him off guard. It was like, whoa, what, what do I do? You know, like <laughs> Chris is okay or whatever. It was just kind of a funny um, exchange. But yeah, I thought that was fun. It kind of brought back some memories and. Like Laurie said, it came from you. Um, it was funny. Um, I don't know. I mean, as a kid, I mean, my dad was a pastor of a church I went to, so I always saw him at work. Did you get a chance to see your dad at work? Did that make you know? Um, I I went to my dad's work. I remember going okay. to my dad's work like I think twice. Once was. Um, they had like a an open house or something like that for families, um, and we went. My brother and I went with my dad, and we uh, like he showed us where he worked and stuff. Because my dad worked um, like when I was real little, when I was very young, my dad worked. Um, it was a factory type job. He was a tool maker, which was a you know a factory job name. And then he got promoted and went up, went upstairs basically. So he wore a tie every day. <laughs> and uh, so it was during the, I think it was like right at the end of the um, machine shop going to the tie days when we went. So it was very interesting. My brother worked there over a summer when he was in college, he went to case and my dad, you know, he, they had a summer job for him there, so which was nice. So. Okay. Do you think in sign? Boy, I've got sign from my brain now. I gotta <laughs> be careful here. Uh, in Frasier, this episode, I I couldn't quite tell if this meant more to Marty or more to Frasier. It almost seemed like something that they knew they had to do. Like I don't think it was like Marty was begging to go to work or Frasier was like, "Come on, Dad, you gotta see me at work" or anything. Yeah. To me, it seemed like it really didn't matter to either of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just by the way they acted, you know, I mean, he, I, you know, he looked, it was, it seemed like he enjoyed being able to say, you know, my dad's here today, you know, to Roz. But, uh, excuse me. But um, I didn't, you know, there's like, you can tell when somebody's, speaking with a lot of pride, you know, and yeah. I didn't see that from either of them. And you know, the one thing I always kind of missed is my dad was always a, a great, he followed my career. I really appreciate that. I never really worked anywhere that he was that close to. Um, I started my career in Alliance, um, which is kind of by where he lived, but they didn't get the Alliance paper. Um, and, you know, I never, uh, I mean, I always appreciate the fact that my dad followed stuff I wrote about. But it was always in places he didn't really care about, like Galleon, Ohio. I mean, you know, why would you? Yeah. <laughs> All apologies to whoever's listening is from Galleon, Ohio. But you know, <laughs> if you don't live there, you're probably not deeply interested in that. So, but no, 
it was good. It, it was a fun scene. It brought it brought back memories. I, I liked how it ended. Um, you know, I've always thought about this. I've been taken by some people. Uh, thankfully, not for a lot of money. Kind of more the way Roz got taken. But I like that interchange where you know it seemed like Roz and Fraser knew more. It was like don't hit that button. But then you know uh, Marty got to teach a lesson when Roz got yeah. taken by the person uh, for what was it five ten bucks. Or Ten bucks. Like yeah. Ten bucks, yeah. And then, you know, that's where the premise of the episode came in, where, you know, uh, Marty says, hey, it's, it's kind of hard to figure some of this stuff out. Uh, why don't you come over? Or while when I have my poker buddies, you try to figure out which one's the crook and which one's not. So, I know, I, I like the premise of the episode. I kind of felt like it had really three distinct parts, which I guess is good in a sitcom. But it seemed like the interchange with Frazier and the, the poker buddies and the end was an entirely different episode. Like, like I kind of felt yeah. like the episode could have ended at the end of the poker game, but it was kind of like this extra stuff at the end of what happened there. Yeah. It was kind of a weird way of setting it up, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it gave, uh, you know, when you looked at it, it, it was a perfect it was a perfect setup for uh, Frazier to be able to show Marty that, you know, his, you know, people need deserve a second chance. Isn't really, he doesn't really feel that way. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Very Um, much so. And it gave, you know, it gave them, the two, the brothers, a chance to, um, you know, act like, you know, people who are criminals, you know, basically deserve another chance too, you know, and, you know, it, they spent a good amount of time, uh, well, they didn't, but Maniles did, you know, saying all these horrible things about the guy being a criminal. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, that was the whole thing was, you know, I mean, what we're talking about is the fact that once um, Frazier found out who the guy was, who the criminal of the three was, um, that um, he asked, he had asked Daphne out on a date. And right. soon, like the moment, everything was fine. He liked him. He was, you know, he did all these, he did these things. He was a great person to be around, according to Marty. And as soon as Marty found out that Daphne had agreed to go on a date with him, it was, he was the worst person in the world. (laughs) You know, (laughs) he's, you know, you can't be alone with him, you know, all this stuff. This kind of bugged me. And it was more, I know this first season of Frasier, I'm like examining my life because I'm seeing not like I'm, I feel like I'm like Frasier, but you know, just some storylines are similar to some stuff I went through. Mm -hmm. I liked how, I don't know. I, I, I feel maybe because of our work, there's certain people we hang out with more than others. Just, I mean, hey, it's what we do, what we work at. I kind of felt that, that they mocked it because it's almost like, oh, you're playing with those criminal type people. And, you know, mm-hmm. Niles is joking about how, um, you know, Maris's eyes are dancing when she was thinking about, you know, Frazier hanging out with the uh, poor people. It, it kind of made me think, too, of, man, Am I diverse enough with who I'm hanging out with or what experiences I'm having? And it's kind of hard because we're in the middle of COVID where we're not really 
going out to for a bunch of new experiences, but it, it kind of made me think a little bit. I don't know. It was interesting. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure you can judge your life off of someone else's. I mean, in some cases, you know, to be able to move around in a different world, you really have to put yourself into what could be a dangerous situation. Well, I guess the personal thing I was kind of thinking about was, um, you know, my wife and I, we've adopted an African-American daughter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hey, our walk of life, I mean, in the past, we've hung out with more white people than black people. It's not, it hasn't been a choice. Maybe right. it's because the places where I've worked, other stuff. I mean, it's, yeah. it is what it is. But it's been interesting. Maybe it's been through all the stuff we've been through in 2020 from the racial side, you know, causing people to kind of rethink some stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife and I really had sat there and said, how do we really intentionally take a, a path to be more diverse? And one of the things we've done, I and mean, we've recently gone to church, I, where I've never seen this in my life, it's 50% people of color, 50% black and white. I mean, black and white, 50% white, 50% people of color. And you never see that in churches. You know, it's usually either all black or white, or maybe like 10% white or and 9% mm-hmm. black or vice versa. And it's been a really good experience. I, I kind of bring it back to Fraser about saying, you know, sometimes you have to intentionally put yourself in that position too, if you want to know new things or experience different things. So I, I give Fraser at least credit because the old stodgy Fraser, the Fraser you'll see for the the rest of the series, you know, he doesn't want to hang out with certain people, but now, hey, he's hanging out with different people, so I don't yeah. know. I got a kick out of the way um, he worked out who was yes, <laughs> who was the uh, criminal element in the group. You know, typical Frasier um, focusing always incorrectly, you know, on the wrong things and, you know... Well, when you think as like a psychiatrist, you don't want to prejudge people or you don't want to just say, and it was funny because like Frazier used like the most just <laughs> out there stereotypes, which yeah. sometimes they are true, but yeah. it, instead of really deducing like, hey, I'm a psychologist, I'm going to look into your soul. It's pretty much like, oh, uh, like the woman that was playing, I, I, I can't remember her name now, but the woman Linda. was playing Linda, yeah. yeah. So she makes the comment saying, boy, Daphne's you're pretty sexy, you know. But was, she was teasing with Marty thinking that, you know, they were shacking up or something. Yeah. And then immediately, you know, first she's like, well, you know, <laughs> if you find her sexy, you might be in jail because in jail, you know, yeah. you hang out with the same people. And it's like, it's okay, sex, this wild yeah. stereotype that, mm-hmm. yes, it happens sometimes. I'm not saying Frasier's is totally out totally crazy with it, but instead of really deducing, you know, he's like, oh, I'm going to play it real seriously. He's just throwing out wild, you know, stereotypes there. So, I, I thought that, that was, was it. That was the best one of the three. Yes. When Frazier was talking to Marty before they started playing, um, and uh, what was his name? Frank. Yeah. Was um, over by the table, by the couch. And he's like, oh, you know, some of these people are, you know, just simple people. And he picks up the bowl and says, is this Lalique? Yes. yes. <laughs> Which is like totally a Frasier thing to do. Right. <laughs> you know, and he's like, well. And then, you know, he at the end, he said, 
he said that he was the one because of his underdeveloped social skills. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, he was completely wrong because he was a highly decorated detective. Right. And, but, and what was the name of the guy who ended up being it? I didn't catch his Jimmy. name. The guy, Jimmy, the guy with the beard. Um, I don't know. Frazier. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, we've seen these shows a lot before, so you know, we knew who it was going to be. I'm trying to figure out the first time I ever watched it if I would have gotten it right. You know, if, if I could have guessed. I wouldn't and, have. Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing obvious that would have had you be able to figure out unless you, you know, again, went to the wild stereotypes. Um, yeah, but Jimmy was interesting. He was, yeah, he was interesting, Daphne. Uh, I, I like the fact where he, he was curious where she came from and uh, she she mentioned a city name. He's like, oh, it's got to be where the Beatles are from. No, yeah. no, no one's from there. That's why I'm here. You know? so, <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. I also um, enjoyed um, Marty, the way he was enjoying Frazier's um, actions during the game. You know, the way yeah. he, the, the things he was saying, because they were so completely absurd, you know. <laughs> and he was just smiling. Uh, you know, it's funny. When I was watching it, I was like, I wonder if this is actually... Um, ad lib, you know, because yeah. so just because of the way Fraser, or I'm sorry, because of the way Marty was looking at Fraser, you know, I mean, he was like genuinely, he seemed like genuinely to to have enjoyed that, you know. Yeah, I thought it was funny too. They all came at the same time, you know. Yeah, they came together. Yes, I thought that was good. And you think about Jimmy on the show, they're like, oh, he was a jailhouse snitch. He helped out. Well, I don't know if you're a jailhouse snitch if you end up hanging out with police guys. I mean, maybe that's who you need to hang out with more because if you're a jailhouse snitch, you can't really go back to the old gang. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. And, yeah, it, it was funny. Um, you know, they were talking about um, Jimmy and uh, Frazier and Marty. And, you know, Marty really went crazy when Daphne's like, oh, yeah, he asked me out on a date. I'm going to go on a date with him. Um, Marty must have knew that he wasn't always up to the best stuff. Yeah. He's, um, Marty said, uh, I don't, I didn't write down the phrase that he said initially, but Mar um, Frazier was like, well, you said he was a great guy to hang out with. He goes, I said he was a great guy to do time with. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, but he did say, you know, he, before he found out about the date, he did say that, uh, Jimmy would would be great company, but I wouldn't trust him if he wasn't surrounded by a bunch of cops. <laughs> yes. So, and it was funny because you know and you referenced this earlier. Um, you know, Fraser meets Niles at the coffee shop. Uh, Niles is like, "Oh yeah, this is great. You know, uh, great that you got to meet new people and everything." But then once Fraser dropped, "Hey, he's dating Daphne." Oh man, Niles freaks out, and they immediately go to the. Um, Oh, it was kind of a dive bar, it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. And when the one guy said, when the um, clerk at the coffee shop was like, hey, there's been shootings there. Oh, they, they took off and they freaked <laughs> yeah. out. Um, I thought once they got there, it was interesting. Um, you know, Daphne was holding court, playing pool against a, a bunch mm -hmm. of guys. Um, I don't know. It was funny. You know, I, I think Fraser and Niles felt they needed to rescue her. 
I'm not sure if she felt like she needed to be rescued. I mean, she had yeah. money. I mean, if she, you know, she could have paid the money, she could have gotten out of there. Yeah. Um, I I was shocked that they went kept going through with the fact because they. Oh, my TV just acted up. Um, they, you know, they had that bet, and you know they were going to beat up um, Fraser, but it, it ends up that you know Daphne says, "Hey, let's do a double or nothing," and then they come back and said, "Well, you're going to have to hit six balls in a row instead of just yeah. five. I, I'm surprised Daphne didn't say, "Wait a minute, you know, let's just do five balls or something." I don't know. I thought that was yeah. strange, but Daphne almost pulls it off, but. Just missed the last ball, and then you know they all ran. And Fraser, they got the pull cue, and they stuck it in the door, and everything was good. Yep. I wrote down um, that um, Fraser acted as though Daphne was a damsel in distress, but she she once again, you know, comes up with you know another life, you know. She's oh, already, yeah. I mean, it's his only episode 15, and she's already had, like, multiple, multiple lives that she's lived, you know, different scenarios. And she's a pool pool whiz. Who knew? Yeah. And what? she, I mean, when you looked at her, you know, when she was in there and watched her, you know, she, you know, especially when, uh, before she went to the bathroom, you know, when they were coming in. You know, she the guy was like giving her a hard time and stuff, and and she just was like, she was having none of it, and she just, you know, she ran the table, you know, and you know she she's not she again proves she's not somebody to trifle with, you know, she's somebody who can hold her own in any situation. Definitely, definitely, mm -hmm. yeah, it was. Yeah, Daphne just needs your help. I mean, Daphne is there. She she can handle everything fine. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I guess it's a good thing. At least Niles and... Well, I, obviously, Niles is all tier motives while he wants to protect Daphne. But, you know, yeah. Fraser wants to protect Daphne. And, yeah, it could be insulting if the person can handle it on their own. But, hey, at least they're trying to protect her, you know? So... Yeah. I mean, very it was, good. It was... I mean, it was good. I... I, I always get a kick out of Niles just because he's so completely clueless in most yes. aspects of his life, you know? Yes. One of, my one of my favorite parts was when the guy was telling Daphne that he was looking forward to beating up the two guys. And, well, he was looking forward to beating up Frazier because he ran into him while he was playing. And um, But he said that he was looking forward to pulping <laughs> Uh, yes, Niles, and that Niles yells out, "What in God's name is pulping?" <laughs> Which is give Niles credit. Yeah, obviously you don't want to yell. Hey, what is this pulping? Yeah, well, that's a different type of phrase. I haven't heard pulping. Before. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, but if you don't know what it is, don't yell out to your maybe attacker going, "Hey, what is this pulping you talked about?" Yeah, yeah. it's highly well, yeah, awkward. All right. Well, uh, before we go, we should do some promos. But anything else you want to share about this episode before we Not talk about week. what's upcoming? Okay, yeah. very good. Well, we've got Frasers coming each week. Um, next week, uh, Lilith comes back. <laughs> and, and it's literally called the show where Lilith comes back. Um, yeah. She uh, comes back and 
very interesting. I mean, things could have changed. A little bit of a misunderstanding that probably could have changed the complexity of the show. So, yeah, check that out. Um, looking forward to talking about that one. Um, yeah, check out our sponsors, uh, Chase Bank. Hey, if you need a new bank, sign up for it. Attach your uh, direct deposit, and you will get 225 bucks. Also, we just signed up a new advertiser, Cash App. I have not heard of Cash App before, Laura, and I've been paid by a couple people I do side work for on Cash App this week. I signed up. We've got a good deal for our listeners out there. Uh, we'll have the link to you next week, but you can pay each other on Cash App. You can also invest in stocks. I bought Bitcoin, five bucks of Bitcoin sure. with Cash App. Wow. I got messages once I earned a penny. So I'm like, man, <laughs> why am I working? Because I earned a penny in a day from Cash App. So, but no, it's good. I don't mean to make uh, poke fun at it. I, the problem with cat Bitcoin is shares are like 47,000 bucks. And when you pay, you know, five bucks is a nice investment, but it's definitely not a full share. But, you know, but try Cash App. You can invest in all kinds of stocks, little money. Um, from five bucks on to a million if you want to do that. And you can pay each other and they give you a discounts at local restaurants too. So it's kind of a way you can pay each other, save money and invest at the same time. So try it out. Hey, um, this week, and we're going to try and put it out hopefully by Friday to latest Seinfeld. Now, Laura and I have talked Seinfeld. I've talked Seinfeld with Craig Schaup. We're going to kind of, Kickstart that series again. Uh, Laura will join Craig and I this week, and we're going to talk about episode one, uh, season one. Which <laughs> I'll be honest, if if you saw that live, you're probably like, I don't know if this show is going to work out, but we'll investigate <laughs> that show and we'll move on. And um, uh, looking forward to better Seinfeld shows, and, and they are definitely coming. Just the first one wasn't as great, and then I've got thoughts. Jerry Seinfeld is selling himself out because he's going to the Tonight Show, dressing up as Legos, and oh, I've, I'll, I'm going to be a little grumpy. I, I like, I like Seinfeld much if I like Jerry that much. I never like Jerry this week. So, all right, well, Laura, we will see you in a minute. Um, but for Laura, this is Chris. Thanks for checking out the We Miss Marty podcast. Again, we'll be back to welcome Lilith back to the show, and she makes her first appearance on Frasier. Have a great day, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We're hoping to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope to learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.